Hi, I'm Rlebkhile Maboja and welcome to 702 Presents The Moth. In raising awareness around World AIDS Day issues, we feature real stories from Africa as told at the recent Beneath the Armour, a moth storytelling showcase in Newtown, a Joburg first event held in conjunction with US-based storytelling NPO The Moth. Chilifia Kasanda is just 29 years old. This advocate for HIV prevention lives in Lusaka. She's passionate about creating change for young girls and women. To that extent, she has been working for the integration of pre-exposure prophylaxis among HIV prevention options for young girls, women and other key populations. This is her story. My husband and I were very excited when we knew we were expecting our first baby. Unfortunately, it wasn't one of the easiest pregnancies. That entailed me having regular visits with my gynecologist. In my seventh month of my pregnancy, I had this regular checkup with my gyne. I got to his office. He was excited to see me. He decided to check my vitals. While checking my vitals, I noticed his facial expression had started changing. I started talking to myself, what could be wrong? He asked, where is your husband? As always, we used to go together for regular checkups. I said, he's not with me, but I'm with my mom. He told me, lie on the bed, I obliged. Still, anxiety was mounting in my head. I didn't know what it was. He went out to pick my mother. A few minutes later, they came in. He looked at the both of us, knowing we are women, and the news he was about to break wasn't so good. Chilufia, your blood pressure is quite high. It's a matter of life and death. Your uterus could rupture any time. It's either a C-section or an inducement. I need your husband to sign the papers right now. My heart started to pound. I looked at my mother, who looked as confused as I was. I knew how badly she wanted to make a decision for me and to see both me and her grandchild leave. But the doctor knew the society where he was operating from. The moment my mother gave me up for marriage, she had lost her right to make decisions for me. As now my husband was the head of me and he was the rightful person to make decisions regardless of the situation. I got up, looked at the doctor and said, I need time, doctor. I need to clear my head. He said, you only have 30 minutes. It's a matter of life and death, young lady. I lived close by the hospital. I decided to get home. While getting home, many thoughts started crossing my head. 
I remember the few times we could make decisions together with my husband. But now, the stakes were so high. I knew what I wanted, but I couldn't say it out because the doctor had rightly put it. It was only him who was supposed to sign the papers. I remembered some of the women in my society where I was born and raised who could make decisions, and if those decisions were never approved by their spouses, the end was divorce or otherwise. What about me now? I badly know what I want, but I can't say it out. When we got home, I rushed to go to my would-be newborn baby's room. I quickly opened the closet. I picked one of the tiny little clothes. I cried. I badly need to see you alive, my child. But I'm so helpless. I got carried away in my sorrows. My mother remembered to call my husband. In no time, he got home. My mother was the only person who could talk. At that moment, only tears could speak on my behalf. She explained what the doctor had said, and my husband decided we get to the hospital immediately. When we got there, the doctor was so excited to see him, knowing now the decision was going to be made. My husband got the papers and turned to me and said, Doctor, I'm not going to make a decision for her. She's carried this child this far, knowing the pains and the joys of pregnancy. And it's a matter of her life. He asked me, what do you want? I told him I needed to be induced as one of the options that the doctor gave me. He got the paper and the pen and signed. At that moment, I felt so empowered because I knew what I wanted, but I couldn't say it out because I didn't know what the society would think of me. The procedure was started. While there, he came and looked straight in my eyes. What if I never picked that call? For how long were you going to wait for me? I thought by now you should have known you're not half of a person in this marriage. Together we complete the prayer and you should learn to trust your sound judgment. Once again, I felt so empowered, but another thought came. I didn't try to even make that decision, despite I knew what I wanted. How many women out there in our African societies even try to make their decisions, especially pertaining to their health? Time came, I gave birth to a baby boy, a very beautiful baby boy. I turned to the crib where he was sleeping. I couldn't believe my gift had finally arrived. We named our boy Wangu in my local language from Zambia. In English, it means mine because that meant 
my new empowered woman who would make decisions regardless of what the society would think of me. And again, it took me back to my husband's grandmother who raised him to be a man who would love and respect women and give them opportunities to make decisions on their own. So together with my partner, we decided it will be our turn now to raise our son to be a boy who will raise above society expectations and who will love and respect women. Thank you. Thanks for listening to 702 Presents The Moth. For more information on The Moth, visit themoth.org.